You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech, where every night we have dreams of the avatar version of ourselves DJing to a crowd of Ewoks and Wookiees who are upgrading to MV++ so they can fly around and explode animated rainbows in the sky, and where after we have binge-watched every series on Netflix, we buy smart fitness equipment that is all licensed up with music and serving up beats optimized to increase heart rate and muscle mass, and where we're trying to convince our children not to decrease their screen time during the pandemic, but to increase it so that they can become 18-year-old millionaires paying for their parents' early retirement by selling digital merch and special rankings on Roblox. My name is Dimitri Vitsa. I'm your host. I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors. We're a music tech PR company, and I'm the event director of Music Tectonics, which is coming up in just a few days, October 26th through 28th, online this year. Yes, we had to move online. And I'm excited to bring you this one more episode before the conference with one of our speakers. Super excited to have John Vlasopoulos, the head of music at Roblox. John, how are you today? Yeah, doing very well, Dimitri. Did I say your last name anywhere close? Absolutely close. We found um, <laughs> in, in all the years, John, John V is always, always mitigates any uh, any things after the V. But no, you did, did very well. Nice to be here. Awesome. Great. Let me just tell folks about you. You're the global head of music at Roblox. You lead the company's initiatives and partnerships with labels, publishers, management companies, artists, brands, and music startups. You're focused on exciting and engaging Roblox's community with music, allowing them to express themselves and connect with their favorite artists and friends in new and unprecedented ways ways. And prior to Roblox, you spent the last two decades working as an executive at companies like Bertelsmann, AT&T Wireless, and Endemol, founding various popular media tech startups and investing in early stage consumer startups through your fund, A-Force Ventures. You're the perfect speaker for Music Tectonics, John. I, I, I feel I've been preparing for this moment all my career. So uh... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for spending your entire life getting ready for this panel. Um, when you get on an imaginary pre-pandemic airplane, how do you describe what Roblox is to someone who might be sitting next to you who doesn't know? Uh, sure. And, and I can give a, a kind of during, during pandemic uh, example. I've been okay. sneaking some airplane trips um, uh-huh. as well. So... So yeah, look, I, I think in the in the early days when I was in the music business in the '90s, I was pitching artists on on getting on the internet, and then during you mentioned the AT and T days, um, I was pitching artists and media companies to get on the on the, the mobile platform. So mm-hmm. so one way to sort of explain uh, Roblox is that we you know we're the beginning of this next era, uh, the next big platform, you know, internet to mobile, mobile to metaverse. And uh, Roblox uh, is a, is a lead player in that space. Um, we are a a platform, not a game, and um, so we have millions and millions of games on our platform. So as YouTube is to video, we are to gaming, and uh, we engage 150 million uh, of the youth audience around the world uh, every month on the platform. And some of them are a typical UGC platform. Some of them are creators developing the games and. Um, than the majority of the the players of the games, um, and then I think in terms of thinking about games, some people conjure up, you know, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead and sort of hardcore games. I think the, when we talk about games, they're really uh, very light, hyper casual, you know, social co experiences, and some people may not even recognize them as games. You're you're serving pizza in a pizza restaurant or attending you know a high school dance, and you're really just hanging out with your friends. So it's a really hyper social 
experience. And then age-wise, you know, I have an eight and ten-year-old who are um, obsessive on on Roblox. And then, you know, but our, our median age, as the platform has been around for for fourteen years, is, is really that mid-teen demo. Hmm. So, uh, you know, half of under sixteens on the US and UK markets are on the platform every month. Um, you know, spending sort of collectively billions of hours uh, playing and uh, and shopping. Um, so the underlying currency, as many, if I'm sitting next to a parent, um, they usually give me a wink and go, you know, I, I know you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I pay my kids in pocket money and in Robux. So it's it's almost become a de facto currency of choice for for kids um, as they're spending and tricking out their avatars using using Robux. I know this to be true. I have delivered pizzas in Roblox, and I have also built an amusement park there with my 11-year-old son, who also seems to think Robux are the best kind of allowance. <laughs> and <laughs> and also, he had a game where he was um, he was building up an internet startup. Have you seen this one? <laughs> He had to, like one day, this is a couple of years ago. So he was like probably like eight or nine years old. And he's like, I got to go check my servers. I was like, what are you talking about? And he showed me a Roblox game where he's got a tech startup where he has to like hire people and buy more servers. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, some of the ones that my kids want me to do, like there's a there's a game where you can be sort of an, an office worker and you have to go in and have your have your cup of coffee and turn on the computer. And for them, it's obviously a novelty. And, and they're going to like, play along. It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> that much. sounds like work that's too too much like real life but yeah no the, <laughs> the it, it's you know it, it's really tapping i think in the old days when we were kids you know you could disappear outside and and uh, ride your bike in the woods and play make-believe with your friends and and uh, and dress up or whatever we all did as as teens and kids and now you know all the lives are so monitored and scheduled um that 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 imagination time has has been nixed or, or severely limited so you know the ambition of roblox is really to give a platform for imagination play and uh, and connecting with your friends you know locally but also making friends they have friends that they they get on with who they've never met and um you know during covid particularly it's been it's been great as they've been away from school right. um you know they spend their time connecting with their mates and hanging out so it's really sort of a hangout um platform where there is you know games or things to do um and uh you know, I, I think having that connection between uh, between each other, though, you know, as opposed to in the old days, meeting at the mall after school, they're sort of meeting in in Adopt Me or Royal High or whatever the piggy, whatever the fun game is that they're all playing that week. Hmm, yeah. And it's interesting the way you described it, too, that it's not just a game, that it's a platform, that it's it's and it's this moment that kind of ties to a future that's that's coming pretty fast in the sense, you know, people know what the what the app store is for iOS, for example, and that there's these people developing apps on the app store. Everyone kind of knows that. That's that's part of common knowledge now. But the fact that you you're you know, a platform like Roblox has a whole other piece that's that's I wouldn't call it crowdsourced necessarily, but there are lots of people who are building those games. Tell us about the developer community that's part of the Roblox story. Yeah, no, look, I I think um the, we, we are a UGC platform, and that was the the kind of nod to as YouTube is to video, we are to, to gaming. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, a powered by the community platform, um, and our job is to you know make the platform safe and allow the developers amazing tools to and developers meaning the the game creators amazing tools to create amazing games and to help them you know monetize and and hopefully be able to to make a, a living. So we already have thousands of of developers making making a living on the platform. Um, 
and the numbers are, are kind of growing all the time. So yeah, it's a you know we we have um, developer relations group that that works with uh, a lot of the time you know kids uh, who came to the platform. <clears throat> excuse me early um and then like you and your your son they maybe get into being you know going from players to being builders and um the magic of roblox is you build once on the platform and then it's immediately available on ios and android and you know web and xbox and vr and ar so it's it's kind of build once and magically works everywhere um, wow. And you can be, you know, a, a, I suppose my kids did their first lemonade stand in hmm. um, in the new house a few weeks ago, and they're, they're little entrepreneurial, so they can be uh, little entrepreneurs and and uh, and build out um, their whatever's in their mind and imagination with friends that are again either locally um, situated or or around the world. So it's for me, it's magic because it's this this creative platform. I think the you know, in a lot of my career before, I did a lot around interactive media and participatory media. And I think that this younger generation is is not happy to just sit back and consume. They want to participate and and build. And if they're not, it's not it's not fun. So seeing the kids come together around the world and, and kind of automatically form, you know, studios, which we would all scratch our heads about and forming LLCs. And, you know, it's hmm. all, uh, you know, the sort of grown up way of doing it. They just sort of organically uh, connect and you've got a designer in London and a engineer in you know Hong Kong and some other creatives and game designers in LA and they all form as a studio and start building games and iterating and it's 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 kind of magical to watch you know again what they decide to build and what becomes popular on the on the platform yeah interesting so where did Roblox first start to see music emerge within the user community so you know the I think Roblox for a long time it's it's really around self-expression so um, the platform historically has had music where the kids could use um, kind of production music in in games so that was like the first um, way that music was was appearing on the platform um, but in in terms of a, a concerted effort it's really kind of this year. Um, and then moving into next year. And the realization was, you know, if we all remember back to our teenage years, uh, that was when we formed our key uh, kind of music fandom, if you like, uh, with our favorite artists. And we would express ourselves wearing, changing up our hair and maybe, you know, piercings and T-shirts and whatever, hmm. right? That was really in who we hung out with. Were we the, 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 the punk kids or the, you know, EDM kids or whatever it is? So I think not having that, whether the platform was so youth-oriented, um, as a key way for the kids to express themselves was was like a missing piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like imagining a, a real life world without music is is not as fun. So so yeah, I think we've been we've been dialing it up. We did some general kind of brand partnerships uh, last year, and then this year we've been uh, getting more focused on music and then kind of setting things up for next year. And the goals are, um, you know, the, the the baseline goal is to present an experience that is is kind of equally. Uh, as good as the real world where we're, we're porting. So if you take concerts for um, for a second as an example, so if you have in the real world a, a real-life stage, real-life artist and real-life audience, we would have a you know a virtual stage and a virtual artist and a virtual audience. So that would be a one-for-one. Um, but what we feel that the metaverse and Roblox can deliver is really going beyond that to deliver an experience that's actually better than the real world. Um, so many, many fans, millions of fans, um, just go to concerts and have never and will never, you know, experience a, a meet and greet with an artist, a VIP experience, the backstage, you know, all these sort of amazing being brought on stage, 
right? So all these kind of tentpole moments that kids would talk about, um, you know, Dimitri, maybe you got brought on stage by Bon Jovi and his 1992 <laughs> tour that you always tell the story when you get together with your mates. And, and Wait, how did you know? Uh, well, there you go. So um, <laughs> I think, it, you know, it, it's giving the kids these magic moments um, and allowing artists to connect in uh, in these sort of new and magical ways with their their fans and allowing fan and fan interactions that are new and and hopefully for the industry creating a whole bunch of new diverse revenue streams where for the last number of years it's been fairly locked around kind of streaming revenue um with a, with a few players so we want to kind of open up the different opportunities for the for the ecosystem so before we get into some some specific examples like that, I, I first noticed there was a game called Splash that looked like a music making uh, game that was, I, I guess, just emerged organically on the platform. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I think you know, again, going back to your your son and and discovering games about uh, all kinds of things or experiences, you know, the, it, it is an open platform, and I think the guys from Splash are a existing studio so you know working with them they came out with uh their their game um so pop gun is the studio splash is the game and it's it's kind of reminiscent of turntable fm for right. anyone who remembers remembers that where it was it was hot and cool for a minute and then um you know went away so that notion of being able to dj your own experience and the splash guys kind of attacked it by not having uh licensed music but by having um, kind of computer generated music where the kids could have the experience and, and they could get going and and they're now moving into um, sort of new areas so, so yeah I, I think either also looking at new um, there's another one Club Vault which comes out of one of the vehicle sims so there's there's a, there's a bunch of stuff Monster Cat who we par- partner with have some some plans so, so really you know the way Roblox is different to other platforms we want to be the fire starter to kind of show um, what's possible on the platform. And then uh, we would love to have um, and welcome, again, artists and labels and venue owners and festival owners and managers, anyone who wants to kind of come and, and build and express themselves and build their kind of brand extension in the metaverse. You know, we want to shepherd and, and support that. Hmm. So um, you, you kind of described a kind of a future that, that you're leaning into as the head of music there. What are some of the coolest things that have happened recently in that, in that line with music on Roblox? Yeah, no, look, I mean, the, during, during COVID, as I was just sort of getting into the role, the, you know, obviously the live music industry has, has um, been somewhat kiboshed, um, unfortunately. So that's impacted where artists are, are earning up to 80%. 85% of their, their income from touring. Um, so we had an opportunity in the spring. Um, one of my old boss originally from, from BMG was the chairman of a, um, a great group that was putting together uh, an event with Lady Gaga, um, this One World event. Um, so we had an opportunity to be a, a kind of broadcast partner and, and host the event on Roblox. So we, we jumped into that pretty quickly and felt it was for a great cause. And Global Citizen is, you know, looking to end world hunger. So it kind of fit with our brand objectives as a, as a platform. And and that was, you know, the, the first kind of toe in the water and the, the kids loved it. We had close to 19 million or more than 19 million items were were, were downloaded and, um, you know, 4 million people attended. And, and um, you know, so, th- so that was fun and the kids enjoyed it. And again... <coughs> And John, I have to say, I have to say that uh, you know my eleven-year-old told me about that, and that's the first time that he had any kind of 
um, national or international global scale music experience where he was kind of excited. He was like, I want to see what this is. Um, and so it really, to me, it really spoke to the reach that Roblox has with a, with an age group that, um, few others have as it relates to music. So it, I mean, just my own anecdotal experience was that, that was a, that was a benchmark. Yeah, and exactly. And I think, you know, we wanted to, we're very careful about what partners we work with and, Again, Global Citizen was was a fantastic organization, and the artists participating, um, you know, were all top top global superstars. So it, it fit well, and I, and I think, you know, it exposed a lot of the artists on there weren't just the typical big, um, you know, Western pop stars. There was a bunch of international um, pop stars on there as well. So so yeah, you know, we, we, with the audience of 150 million, we we want to make sure that we're able to expose. We have a global audience that's multicultural, so we wanted to expose them to to great. You know, great experiences and um, and culture through music uh, on the platform. So yeah, so that was the the first toe in the water. And then um, recently we did. So we the notion of uh, again, like when when we're on the internet, the notion of media on the internet was fairly tangible because people had a device, which was a laptop or a, a desktop. And then with the mobile um, the mobile era, again with mobile media. Um, you know, we all had phones. So trying to imagine what media would be like um, in mobile, you presumed it would be something appearing on your phone where the metaverse has slightly more of a, a challenge to, to mm-hmm. communicate that to, you know, to, to partners and consumers is there's no real metaverse device. So, um, you know, it's, it's not just a bunch of companies hit it in the beginning. It's not just a VR thing with a headset. It's, it's kind of this, this separate whole immersive platform. So we're working hard to kind of demystify what it means to to work with Roblox and and build a presence on Roblox. So the the launch party uh, program, which we spearheaded um, with Warner and an APG and Ava using using the you know the, the program for a, their launch party for a new record, was the beginnings of that. Um, so the hope is that you know we offered code up um, to the partner for them to use, kind of open source that we actually use for the One World event. To make it easier for the partner to build something, you know, quickly and not get too bogged down on all the all the coding and, and tech side, um, so they were able to quickly customize um, an experience and make it personal to, to Ava and her <clears throat> her album, you know, Heaven and Hell. So it 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 was a very Roblox now look and feel, hmm. and um, it was put together uh, pretty quickly. So the the hope is, you know, as we all know in the industry, and I'm sure your listeners know. You know, Friday is an important day with hitting new, new music, hitting DSPs on Thursday at midnight and everything. Then hopefully hitting the, the streaming services on Friday, you know, getting charting position over the weekend for, for Tuesday. That kind of defines the the success or or failure of an album and, and new music. Um, but most, most, if not everyone who doesn't work in the industry doesn't understand how important Fridays are. So, you know, we, we have an ambition of, of bringing uh, sort of the notion of music Fridays um, to bear, where hopefully, you know, now we're getting more interest. Ava was, you know, I think a pretty successful, again, first toe in the water with um, over a million, you know, 1.1 million, I think it was, plus unique uh, players for, for Ava. And um, so, you know, we hope that now we have much more interest now from other labels and artists to do more of those launch parties. So hopefully we can get for the kids, for your, your son and, and my kids every Friday, they come home from school. And uh, and they can check out a bunch of launch parties from from a bunch of different artists and kind of party hop. Um, so nice. it's, it's great for the artists because you know they're getting exposure to you know the 150 million 
uh, kids, there's merch, so there's a commercial opportunity, and and the kids just get exposed to to great music that they can listen to and and discover, and then maybe go off and stream on Spotify or Apple or wherever they listen to their music. John, where where what does the experience of the Ava Max thing look like from a user perspective? What were they doing when they when they came to this kind of meetup? Yeah, it was so. Th- think of it, you know, and it was kind of the notion of uh, like, you know working in the industry of a, a record release party um, showcase type of experience. So we wanted to have something intimate, and again, this this is not dictated by us. It was it was sort of advised by us, and then picked up by the the artist and management and and label. But the general experience was uh, riffing off the space again because the core code was the one world space that was being morphed. So there was a, a bunch of things for the kids to to jump around and explore in the space, which was heaven and then hell. Um, there was a merch area where they could purchase merch. There was uh, games where they could unlock and quests where they could unlock merch, <clears throat> you know, related to, to Ava. And then she kind of appeared as you would see in an artist showcase and talked intimately about, you know, welcoming directly uh, all the fans to her first launch party. And then kind of talked about her inspiration for the record and, how it was like recording during COVID and then played a couple of, you know, unique tracks for the fans um, in an acoustic, acoustic style. And then, you know, sort of joined the party as her little avatar version of herself and danced around a bit with the, with the kids. And, and then that was it. So it, it's not meant to be um, something that goes on for days and days. It's meant to be an right. event. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think we learned a lot from it and artist was happy, label was happy and, want to do more so you know the the the, the current social channels are very 2d you're, you're, the kids are scrolling quickly it's hard to get attention so for hmm. half an hour or 45 minutes people were consumed the kids were consumed with ava it was ava in the background ava on screen all their friends right. were, she, were there. she was performing on a screen that was up high in the sky or something right and exactly then- yeah, so, so it's, it's kind of like watching the video while you're playing. Your your avatar is like the audience, but on a playground almost. And then uh, <clears throat> and then she's performing on a screen, and then she comes out as an avatar as well and interacts with kids. Yeah, and this was super lo-fi on the, on yeah, the yeah. avatar. But but yes, yeah, if you watch One World with your son, it was a similar again because it was the underlying code. So you know, I think there's a place for video in the uh, you know on Roblox. Um, I think there's we're definitely gonna experiment with that notion of, of uh, what so I think there's been some confusion in terms of press where uh, lots of things have been labeled a virtual concert but from our perspective uh, a virtual concert needs to have a virtual artist you know a virtual stage and a you know, virtual audience to, to really be a, a virtual concert otherwise that you know it's it's screenings or or video in in the metaverse but not really a, a full virtual right. concert so um, so yeah so we, we want to experiment with all all different um forms and, and work out what the kids kids like and what's good for the artist um i mean the other thing that we we've dipped our toe in is uh bringing new music uh to the developers of the games to use so we did a deal with monster cat um this great canadian label um who are already quite active in the gaming space and, and known by our audience and uh, presented a bunch of tracks for the kids to use in their games and the kids loved it i think monster cat enjoyed it and they're getting promo to again 150 million million kids, which is good for their business. So we're, we're planning more of those type deals in in 2021. Um, mm. So yeah, that's a little bit of a. So in this case, with a deal with Monster Cat, are you talking about the developer community can use the music in their games, or the actual end user who's playing games in Roblox is is somehow interacting with the music? 
So both, right? So the, it's mainly for the developers when they're building the games to use. Mm-hmm. So, And the theory is better music in games is a better game, which is more fun to play, um, which would keep the kids, you know, happier for longer on the on the platform. But but the knock-on effect is, you know, if you are in a game with Monster Cat music, you would then as a player also obviously hear the music um, in the game. Got it. Yeah. So let's say it's a year or two from today and you've had another year or two to work on this with the music community. What other experiences are you expecting to emerge in Roblox? What would that? What would this next level look like? Yeah, look, I, I think you know, going back to that Firestarter kind of benchmarking. So for 2021, we're hoping that the the seeds that we planted with uh, launch parties and uh, we didn't talk about merch, but we'll, we'll be introducing um, kind of premium merch for for the music industry to 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 sell. To the the community um, with music for developers with with full virtual concerts. So, kind of twenty twenty one is is launching and establishing these different business lines. Um, and the hope would be that we we go from if it's one or two launch parties a, a week to you know to ten to twenty to fifty right as they become part of the music kind of marketing ecosystem. And if you if you are a, are a musician and you you have merch and you have a brand then. Hopefully, we can invite you to the platform to, to reach an audience and have an extra revenue stream. Um, if you're looking for promotion and distribution, you know we can get your music to be used by the developers. So 2021 is really a kind of a land and expand where we'll be doing more, a little bit more guidance and, and hand-holding from the Roblox side. And then the hope is once people understand it, so I want to do one of those, I want to do one of those, and they understand kind of what it takes. Um, uh, then, you know, going into 2022, there'll be even more creativity of um you know having people surprise us with more more of the same and and kind of taking it in new directions and then you, you mentioned splash and we mentioned um there are a bunch of new music games that we know are coming um so we'd love to see um you know and Anna, Anna, i'm getting the name Aminotes, you know the the popular mobile mm-hmm. format there's a, there's a bunch of sort of popular music uh games off platform um, you know, that we'd love to invite on platform and have a bunch of new music kind of gaming experiences, music creation experiences on the startup side. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, I think there, there's no reason right now a lot of the kids um, are listening to music while they play. So, so gaming or hanging out with their friends is the primary experience and, and listening to music is the background experience. So there's no reason, I think, in, in the years to come that we can't bring that background experience more into the foreground. So, so yeah, so I think there's, there's a whole bunch, but we'd like to have the music industry and the kids, um, on the platform, see, see, you know, music being synonymous with the, the platform and for us to be an essential part of the music industry ecosystem, um, for promotion, for new revenue, for reaching a global audiences and, and really for creativity and engaging with their fans in, in, in kind of new and magical ways. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, we talked about kind of the age range there. What else is, is there anything else that maybe artist teams are, are, who are listening are thinking about as this is a potential music audience? What's unique about this audience? Yeah, look, I, I think, um, you know, I'm also thinking about, um, so a lot of the kids will browse things in the catalog to, to purchase, to, to, you know, customize their avatars. And at the moment, that experience is, is um, silent so that you know in theory we have tens of millions of kids on a daily basis uh, active on the platform so that so that there, there are promotional opportunities where 
um, you know, Roblox could could help um, break uh, new songs and new artists um, on the platform from from listening uh, in the different areas on the platform. So, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can be done um, working with artists. But I think the key thing to remember is it's not uh, it, it's not a kids. I think kids is a mis- well, not mis- misunderstood, but it, it can be used in different ways. So, kids, we're not a um, a very young, it's not like Nickelodeon. So we're really right. a youth platform. So right. it should dovetail nicely. If you're thinking about a new release, we're, we're generally top 40. We're radio, you know, we're like mid teen moving into late teen. The fastest growing demo is, um, it's sort of a 17 plus demo. So, so Roblox is really, uh, aging up. And I think that the, you know, we've got massive tonnage. So if you're looking to get exposure for a, a new release, you're, you're reaching not only, uh, a U.S. audience or North America audience, but you have the ability to to light things up um, internationally. And you know, we'd love to expose um, because our audience is very very multicultural. We'd love to to work with uh, artists from from different uh, geographies. And and the kid the kids are really you know music blind, right? They, they don't necessarily care the language or the origin. If it's if it's good and fun, you know, they'll they'll talk about it and engage with it. Got it. So let's move a little bit into into your role a little more deeply. What's your day to day look like? So um, I think the day to day at the moment is is doing <laughs> a bunch of jobs ahead of like you know hiring out the team. So some of it at the moment is is I'm trying to take a beat to to you know reach out to people and interview people for for some open roles. So there's a little bit of that every day, um, mm-hmm. and then across all those different areas, we we have projects that are. Are kind of imminently coming out so um it's kind of pro- project planning and and uh you know securing deals with uh whatever parties are necessary for those projects to to come to life and then it's you know teeing up um the new pipeline for opportunities that so we want to build um relationships with brands to bring them to the platform so again the the reference of websites the internet apps to mobile so kind of virtual worlds to to Roblox, we, you know, in 2021, we want to have, uh, let's say, a, a major music artist or artists, you know, major, major, maybe festival venue owners kind of set up their presence. So it's, it's kind of missionary work explaining hmm. um, what can be done and then getting into teeing up. This is the right opportunity to, to kind of get behind and support for, for 2021. And then, you know, the rest of it is kind of internal as an organization, um, just keeping everyone aware internally of, of what the opportunities are and what's needed you know, on the products and engineering side to, to bring these ideas to life. Cause we, you know, we have a quarter by quarter kind of engineering roadmaps so we need to, which is why it's always good to hear, I'm sure from, from your audience and looking forward to the event so we can kind of get things on the roadmap that we mm-hmm. may not have now. Um, but then, you know, maybe comes out second half of next year or, or whatever. So it's, it's prioritizing things that we need to build to be ready to service the community. Yeah, so you're speaking at the conference, like you mentioned, on October 26th through 28th, and we have a mix of labels, managers, music tech startups that will be there. And I think you've kind of already made the kind of made the case for the labels and managers that this is a unique audience, an engaged audience, a, a way to connect in sort of a, a more deep, interactive way than just putting your music on a streaming service. Um, did I leave anything out in terms of the pitch to the to labels and managers? <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I think the, the the main thing again that we're, we're trying to communicate is, um, you know, we, we why wouldn't you be uh, or want to be in front of this this audience? But then, presumably, the answer is well, obviously, I would. And then the question is, well, how do I do it? 
So, so yeah, I, I think as much as possible, we're trying to have these programs where try a launch party. It's, it's pretty inexpensive. We have the code. You can experiment. So it's, it's really, again, at the beginning of the, the mobile and beginning of the internet era. It's, it's, like, it's a fantastic time to experiment. We're here to, to kind of help and advise. And, you know, we're trying to get it to the, the same level where you, you pop on a social platform and you can fully self-service. But we're, we're moving in that direction. But for now, um, you know, kind of the, the music industry is the most, I think, I'm biased, but is the most creative industry and has the most creative people in it, you know, not only on the business side, but obviously artists and managers and producers. So, so yeah, it, it, it's a case of we are, we are ready. There's more of you than the, there are of us. So package your ideas as, you know, do your homework on the platform. We've got a bunch of information on the website. Um, there's a bunch of stuff you can kind of Google. So do, do your homework and then as much as you can come and present uh, ideas to, to me and the team that, you know, you feel will make sense. You know, we, we'd love to listen and, and bring them to life in, in 2021 and beyond. So the other, the other part of our audience are, are the music tech startups. So you've got these developers, hackers, some, some are business minded, some are actual software developers. What's your message to those startups about Roblox? Yeah, no, look, I, I, I think in, in any new, um, with any new medium coming out, there's a whole ecosystem of agencies and studios and startups and we're just starting to see that happen so if you're a new um if you're a new startup i spent many years in that space and you're thinking well where should i launch you got mobile where it's you know crowded and um you know difficult to to kind of spend to get seen but you know lucrative if you can get through and then you've got uh, kind of the metaverse and, and roblox where we've got 150 million plus um, audience that's global. We have an underlying payment mechanism um, to charge for things that the kids are already used to. We're not an ads platform. So what, why wouldn't you want to maybe architect your, and we have very little competition, right? So we're just starting with to work with professional um, kind of startups and IP, IP rights holders. So yeah, so I, I think it's for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the brave and bold, it's a fantastic time to start building and potentially even architect your business around being a, you know, a Roblox startup, right? We certainly have enough people to to support, um, you know, an industry. So, um, so yeah, again, it's like do your homework. The development side, we have a ton of of information. We have a whole developer relations group who can help, um, and we'd love to see more versions of Splash. And take, you know, if you have a popular format that you worked on other platforms, why not extend it to to Roblox and um, you know see how you can reach a new audience and potentially increase your monetization from what you're doing already. So speaking of monetization, uh, in addition to your panel at the conference, we've got some panels on some other things I'd like to ask you about. One of them is about what the music industry can learn about monetizing fandom from the gaming world. And you mentioned in the Ava Max example, you mentioned merch. Um, and I'm curious to ask, what are the ways that Roblox users spend money on games and how that can translate to music? Was that digital merch in the Ava Max example where they're customizing their avatars and their skills and things like that? Yeah, digital merch. So, so yeah, look, I, I think there's a bunch that the um, gaming community can learn from from music and vice versa. But the the notion of fandom and music is is somewhat synonymous, um, and that passion to connect with the artists, where um, pick whoever your favorite artist is, and if you get to hang out in a virtual space on Roblox and hear your, your favorite artist talking to you directly for a moment in time, and then you can get some gear. Um, to trick out cool headphones from the artist or or uh, wings or whatever it is, and you get to kind of express yourselves in other areas of the platform with your your fandom. 
Um, I mean, Roblox really is a, a platform tailor-made for fandom um, because, you know, other platforms, uh, you're not expressing a, a kind of a, a physical virtual version of yourself. And uh, on Roblox, you, you are physically seen by your peers. So everything you, you wear um, is an expression of, uh, you know, who you might be into. And at the moment, again, before releasing and partnering with uh, more IP holders, uh, everything is more more generic. So there's uh, my daughter obsesses about finding the exact per- perfect pink hairstyle, um, mm. but it's really red backpack, pink hairstyle. And we're just now getting into, um, you know, fandom um, where you can get things that you, that you uh, recognize and associate with your, you know, the people you're obsessed with, with your stars that you maybe follow on other platforms, but can't, you're not sure how to connect um, with them. So yeah, so I, I think fandom is, is going to be a huge part of the experience once we start opening up the uh, the doors in 2021. And so labels could be looking at, in addition to a promotional opportunity, a revenue opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no, re- you know, going back to the AT&T days, like the majority, if not all of our catalog was mainly branded, branded items. Um, so if you think, if you already have a relationship with a, um, an artist, a label, um, venue brand or whatever it happens to be in the in the real world or the other digital world and you're not sure how to get you know digital products the music industry hasn't really had a, a digital product line since you know ringtones and wallpapers of, of any significance so, so yeah we hope to to kind of bring that back again where um you know instead of my, my kids quite happily um will hit me up and probably your son as well for um good amounts of money to to hmm. shop for their virtual version of themselves um and they're never asking to go to the mall you know to shop for a t-shirt uh, you know anything real so so i think for them for us maybe it's it's weird to drop five bucks ten bucks on a super cool pair of, of of sneakers for your virtual character but that's where they're spending their time that's where their friends are seeing them um so it makes sense to them and they don't see any difference between physical and and digital so that presents a massive opportunity for fandom to be you know grown promotionally but also commercially well as we get close to the end of this episode i would like to ask you about one more topic that's not on your panel but i'm really curious about your take that we'll be talking about music tectonics and that's mixed reality and and music experience i mean you've mentioned the metaverse this is a, a little different take on it but we've we've got everything from uh, gaming like Beat Saber or virtual DJing like TribeXR. Both of those two companies will be on a panel. And then you have something like Waves partnership with TikTok to present sci-fi like avatars performing full-on con- concerts. I'm curious, John, your perspective, has VR made it over the hump of the hardware obstacle? Is this is this mixed reality thing with VR um, go- finally going to get to a place where it can get adopted in a, in a at scale, I guess you could say? So I think... I think creatively, I'm on the judging committee for the interactive um, Emmys, and the submissions this year were fantastic creatively, and some of those were VR, you know, VR submissions. I think again, going back to that point earlier of um, mobile had mobile media had a mobile phone, and internet had a desktop and a PC. I think the metaverse isn't necessarily just tied to a, a headset. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the and the numbers of adoption, you know, are always going to fall behind. I think what whatever is mass. So, um, so yeah, I, I think as much as people can focus on experiences um, that that attack or, or reach people across multiple uh, platforms. So the again, the notion of the the metaverse for for Roblox, you can 
Um, you can experience it in VR, AR, you know, web, mobile, uh, Xbox, etc. So it's it's on all the different platforms, and you're not limited to one. But I think the the creativity Beat Saber is super fun. Um, I have an Oculus at home to to test drive and and play around with. So so yeah, I, I think great experiences, and for the people using it, su- super exciting. And you know, we just hope that they can reach those uh take those amazing creative ideas and 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 you know port them and export them to other platforms like roblox right yeah so this is great this has been fun i feel like we finally got our deep dive into roblox we'll hear more at the conference in just a few days what else are you excited to discuss or do at the music tectonics conference online yeah honestly i you know as i said we're all with covid separate uh now from fellow employees and and people in the industry. So I'm just excited to have, although it's a, still a virtual conference, I think you, do, you guys are doing a great job to kind of mix and mingle people. So I'm, I'm yes, just ex- excited to, to, to kind of tap the, the energy and excitement of a lot of the, the new startups and artists and producers and, and really listen as much as I can to, to what their ideas are and, and share and hopefully create some great collabs for, for, um, for 2021. You're right. We are working really hard to make sure there's a networking component uh, between every single panel. There'll be 15 minutes of speed networking where people can do one-to-one video chats with each other. So hopefully you'll have some time to jump into some of those, John. Um, we're also going to do an opening and a closing party in a separate platform called Deggy World where people can dress up their avatars. So the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast, people can experience in a conference setting. <laughs> so we've got, we've got a virtual world for uh, meetings. So you, you run around as your avatar and your microphone phones on so you can kind of have spatial audio as you see somebody hey john i'm over here let's go, let's sit down at this table and have a chat and you could sit at tables and have private conversations and then get up and go look for somebody else so we're definitely doing that so it's really cool to be able to talk about how this is going to work in roblox in in the music space and then for people to come and experience a little bit while they're talking about these things sounds sounds good well now again appreciate you um Again, putting together the the event and and doing this podcast, I think it's great to get the message across. It again, I, I got lured back to a, a corporate, um, which I didn't think I I would do, just because it's you know it, it's so exciting. It really is the step change that I was there at the internet era, the mobile era. So so for the industry and everyone involved to to kind of you know harness the the opportunities and numbers we have, and just I'm excited for all the creativity that's going to happen moving forward for the industry. So I appreciate you spending some time chatting. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Okay, thanks. See ya. And thank you for listening to the Music Tectonics podcast. If you don't have your tickets to the Music Tectonics conference yet, please go over to musictectonics.com slash conference. You'll see a full schedule. We've got over 60 speakers and 15 or 20 different presentations on a wide variety of topics. Like I said, there's going to be great opportunities for networking. So not only do you get to hear from thought leaders like John V from Roblox, um, you'll get to actually meet with individuals, whether it's people who have been speaking or sponsoring the conference or other attendees, music tech startups, record labels, managers, um, streaming services, everyone's going to be there. So make sure to get your tickets right away. The conference has an opening party on October 26th and then the full conference is the 27th and the 28th and another closing party on the 28th those two parties are with the avatar based um, platform that I described also hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting service and I'll see you in a couple days at the conference you're listening to music tectonics